Greetings from St Bride's Church, Fleet Street, here in the very heart of the City of London. We're delighted that you're tuning in to this podcast. St Bride's is one of the most famous and historic churches in London. Behind me, just over that wall, you can still see the remains of a Roman pavement dating back to around 180 AD. And there's been a church on this site since the 6th century. So it's a privilege for us to be keeping alive that tradition and the message of Christ's love for all here today. Do please leave a comment or a like and tell us where you're listening from. It's always a great pleasure to hear from you. And if you would like to donate to help support these online services, you'll find details in the accompanying text. And now may the light and peace of Christ be with us all as our worship begins.
It is a great delight to welcome you to St. Bride's to our service of choral Evensong on this, the 16th Sunday after Trinity. Wherever you are in the world and however you are listening to us, we hope that you will feel that you are very much part of the St. Bride's family. Beloved, we are come together in the presence of Almighty God and of the whole company of heaven to offer unto him through our Lord Jesus Christ our worship and praise and thanksgiving, to make confession of our sins, to pray as well for others as for ourselves, that we may know more truly the greatness of God's love and show forth in our lives the fruits of his grace, and to ask on behalf of all men such things as their well-being doth require. Wherefore, let us kneel now and humbly confess our sins to Almighty God, Almighty and most merciful Father, we have erred and strayed from thy ways like lost sheep. We have followed too much the devices and desires of our own hearts. We have offended against thy holy laws. We have left undone those things which we ought to have done, and we have done those things which we ought not to have done, and there is no health in us. But thou, O Lord, have mercy upon us, miserable offenders. Spare thou them, O God, which confess their faults. Restore thou them that are penitent, according to thy promises declared unto mankind. In Christ Jesus our Lord. And grant, O most merciful Father, for his sake, that we may hereafter live a godly, righteous, and sober life to the glory of thy holy name. Amen. May the almighty and merciful Lord grant unto you pardon and remission of all your sins, time for amendment of life, and the grace and comfort of the Holy Spirit. Amen. O Lord, open thou our lips. to the Holy Ghost.
The Old Testament lesson is written in the book of Exodus, chapter 19, beginning at the 10th verse. And the Lord said unto Moses, Go unto the people and sanctify them today and tomorrow, and let them wash their clothes, and be ready, ready against the third day. For the third day the Lord will come down in the sight of all people upon Mount Sinai. And thou shalt set bounds unto the people round about, saying, Take heed to yourselves, that ye go not up into the mount, or touch the border of it. Whoever touch, whosoever toucheth the mount shall be surely put to death. There shall not be an hand touch it, but he shall surely be stoned or shot through. Whether it be beast or man, it shall not live. When the trumpet soundeth long, they shall come up to the mount. And Moses went down from the mount unto the people, and sanctified the people, and they washed their clothes. And he said unto the people, Be ready against the third day, come not at your wives. And it came to pass on the third day in the morning, that there were thunders and lightnings and a thick cloud upon the mount, and the voice of the trumpet exceeding loud, so that all the people that was in the camp trembled. And Moses brought forth the people out of the camp to meet with God, and they stood at the nether part of the mount. And Mount Sinai was altogether on a smoke, because the Lord descended upon it in a fire, and the smoke thereof ascended as the smoke of a furnace, and the whole mount quaked greatly. And when the voice of the trumpet sounded long and waxed louder and louder, Moses spake, and God answered him by a voice. And the Lord came down upon Mount Sinai, and the top of the mount. And the Lord called Moses up to the top of the mount, and Moses went up. And the Lord said unto Moses, Go down, charge the people, lest they break through unto the Lord to gaze, and many of them perish. And let the priests also, which come near to the Lord, sanctify themselves, lest the Lord break forth upon them. And Moses said unto the Lord, The people cannot come up to Mount Sinai, for thou chargest us, saying, Set bounds about the mount, and sanctify it. And the Lord said unto him, Away, get thee down, and thou shalt come up, thou, and Aaron with thee. But let not the priests and the people break through to come up unto the Lord, lest he break forth upon them. So Moses went down unto the people and spake unto them. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God.
The New Testament lesson is written in the Gospel according to Matthew, chapter 8, beginning at the 23rd verse. And when he was entered into a ship, his disciples followed him. And behold, there arose a great tempest in the sea, insomuch that the ship was covered with the waves. But he was asleep. And his disciples came to him and awoke him, saying, Lord, save us, we perish. And he saith unto them, Why are ye fearful, O ye of little faith? Then he arose and rebuked the winds and the sea, and there was a great calm. But the men marveled, saying, What manner of man is this? that even the winds and the sea obey him. And when he was come to the other side into the country of the Gergesenes, there met him two possessed with devils coming out of the tombs, exceeding fierce, so that no man might pass by that way. And behold, they cried out, saying, What have we to do with thee, Jesus? Thou Son of God, art thou come hither to torment us before the time? And there was a good way off from them, a herd of many swine feeding. So the devils besought him, saying, If thou cast us out, suffer us to go away into the herd of swine. And he said unto them, Go. And when they were come out, they went into the herd of swine and behold, the whole herd of swine ran violently down a steep place into the sea and perished in the waters. And they that kept them fled and went their ways into the city and told everything and what was befallen to the possessed of the devils. And behold, the whole city came out to meet Jesus, and when they saw him, they besought him that he would depart out of their coasts. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God.
I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Ghost, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven and sitteth on the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Ghost, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. The Lord be with you.
Mercifully to hear the prayer of your people who call upon you, and grant that they may both perceive and know what things they ought to do, and also may have grace and power faithfully to fulfill them. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who is alive and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God now and forever. Amen. O God, from whom all holy desires, all good counsels, and all just works do proceed, give unto thy servants that peace which the world cannot give, that both our hearts may be set to obey thy commandments, and also that by thee, we being defended from the fear of our enemies, may pass our time in rest and quietness through the merits of Jesus Christ our Saviour. Lighten our darkness, we beseech thee, O Lord, and by thy great mercy defend us from all perils and dangers of this night. For the love of thy only Son, our Saviour, Jesus Christ.
In the name of the living God, Father, Son and Holy Spirit. Amen. On Monday evening, completely unseen by most members of our congregation here, something rather significant happened here at St Bride's. It was the first meeting of a small group which is a subcommittee of our parochial church council, which is looking specifically at issues of climate change in relation to the life of our church and what we can do to transform our living and working practices here to reduce our carbon footprint and to do everything that we can to adopt the best practices to try to live more sustainably as a community of faith. With all the alarming and chastening images that we've seen over recent months of whole communities being destroyed by flood and fire, most of us need few reminders of the importance of this issue. And with the prospect of the COP26 meeting, the United Nations Climate Talks, scheduled for November in Glasgow, we shall, I hope, be hearing rather more about the measures that the leaders of the nations will be taking to respond to this crisis in due course. Certainly for me personally, it has been an area of growing concern and personal commitment. During my time here at St Bride's, I have changed my diet quite significantly. I've changed the way that I travel. Yes, I too have joined the monstrous regiment of cyclists in central London. It is one of the best things I've ever done. And I'm also doing everything that I can to reduce my use of non-renewable sources of energy and single-use plastic and to make my efforts at recycling as efficient as I can. For me, this is, of course, prompted by global concerns that many of us share. But it is also an issue that is profoundly informed by my Christian faith. And although our two biblical readings this evening do not address this specific issue directly, there are nevertheless motifs within them that are most certainly of relevance as is true of so much else within scripture. I note particularly the notion that we encounter in our reading from Exodus that there are boundaries to what human beings can and should do without encroaching on territory that is God's territory and in the process putting themselves at risk. And also our reading from Matthew's Gospel which alerts us to the perils of the sea at its most turbulent, the way in which it leaves human beings helpless and vulnerable. Our climate is increasingly out of control as a consequence of our own selfish actions as a species. But unlike the first disciples, we cannot these days wait for Jesus to step in and neatly resolve the issue for us. I recently came across a passage by the French writer Jean Palaiseau in a book entitled, in translation, The Green Guide. This particular passage speaks to me very powerfully and in a way 
that is informed from a perspective of faith. Perhaps it will speak to you too. For nearly 15 years now, and after a quarter of a century of the infernal tumult of life in Paris, I have been living in a mill house deep in a green valley in Auvergne, where, apart from a few passing planes, the only sounds to be heard are the sounds invented by nature. The bird song, which varies with the seasons, the chirping of the crickets in summer, the rustling of the spring breeze, and the roar of the winter wind in the alders and the poplar trees, the cool ripple of the river by the walls of the house, or its angry boom when the waters are in full spate. Here I have learned that the key to happiness lies in a return to those simple truths which were born with our distant ancestors and, conf and confirmed by centuries of experience. Wisdom and common sense are one and the same thing. We are wrong to forget the fact or to obscure it with pretentious intellectual edifices that are part of the great myth of progress at all costs. Technology, however advanced, cannot solve everything. And it is not by a routine investigation of the cosmos that man will achieve a sense of peace. By having less ambitious aims, by turning once more to the age-old customs and traditions from which, willingly or unwillingly, he has allowed himself to depart, he would again be in touch with a world that fits him, a world of which the environment, on which too much ink and breath is being spent today, is part. He would return to his true nature, becoming free of most of those artificial problems that burden him on all sides. Once this essential balance was restored, he could become aware of his rightful place in the universe and all that it had to offer. He would conform to the rules which order his well-being and hence experience a genuine joie de vivre. Since man first began to reflect on his nature and record his conclusions in writing, Many have voiced the opinion that happiness, a goal to which all aspire, resides in a few sim simple rules. Essentially, all we have to do is to obey nature, the reflection of the wisdom of creation and therefore of the creator. The rule is that the more delicate and beautiful the flower and fruit, the closer must be the union with earth. And the point of contact is the root. There, colour and scent 
are made. There, the hundred-foot tree lies in little. There, the petal that a dewdrop almost destroys is held safe under the ponderous earth. In the root, when April comes, someone awakes, rubs drowsy eyes, stretches drowsy hands, remembers a dream of light that troubled its sleep and begins with infinite precautions, finesse and courage to work the miracle of which it has knowledge, eagerly watching for its flower and fruit, anxious its little soul looks out. Surely no idea of God could so well hint of him as this idea of the root, of the great root of a forest tree, hoarsered in the heart of the matter, upholding matter, transforming matter by a secret alchemy into beauty that goes out from mystery, lives its day, returns weary into mystery, and is again renewed. None can tell how from so small a centre come such sweets. And thanks be to God for that. Amen.
Let us pray. Blessed Lord, from the rising of the sun to its setting, we will praise you and you alone. Keep your church in this single-minded devotion and sustain us with your presence. We pray for the leaders of your holy churches and especially Alison, our rector, Sarah, our bishop, Justin and Stephen, our archbishops. We pray also today for the Church of the Province of Uganda and for Stephen Kasimba, Archbishop and Bishop of Mityana. Also for the Church in Greenland, for Panirak Sigstad Munk, Bishop. In our own diocese we pray for the work of the Archdeacon of Hampstead, John Hawkins, and his assistant. Lord, in thy mercy, hear our prayer. Blessed Lord, hear our prayers for those in high position, that the dignity of all may be upheld and honoured. Guide all nations in the ways of peace and justice. We ask for your blessing on our Queen and Government, the leaders of every nation. We pray also for journalists around the world, and especially those in harm's way in the course of their work. Lord, in thy mercy, hear our prayer. Blessed Lord, in your love and mercy, save us from the anger and bitterness that destroys the soul. Quieten the raging hearts of those in distress and bring peace to troubled minds. Lift us from dust and ashes to hope in you. We remember before you and ask for your blessing on those in our parish community who are in need at this time in this city and around the world. And we pray for all who suffer in body, in mind or in spirit. Lord, in thy mercy, hear our prayer. Blessed Lord, you desire the salvation of all people. We commend to you all who have died. We pray for the repose of the souls of all the recently departed and those whose years mind comes at this time. Rest eternal grant unto them, O Lord, and let light perpetual shine upon them. Bring us with them to rejoice in your courts with thanksgiving. Lord, in thy mercy, hear our prayer. We commend ourselves and all for whom we have prayed to the mercy and protection of God. Merciful Father, accept these prayers for the sake of thy Son, our Saviour Jesus Christ. Amen.
The peace of God, which passes all understanding, keep your hearts and minds in the knowledge and love of God and of his Son, Jesus Christ our Lord, and the blessing of God Almighty, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit be amongst you and remain with you always.